Hello, this is uh, Joseph Carlson, and this is episode two of Gaming with Grief. Uh, it's a podcast about me dealing with grief through gaming. All kinds of gaming, uh, board games, video games, tabletop RPGs, um, card games, stuff like that. Um, so since this is the second episode, you probably noticed the title. I'm going to talk about my father, who passed away a few years ago on uh, May 7th, 2016. And uh, if you listen to the intro episode, I recommend going over there if you haven't. But if you have, uh, I kind of just go over, you know, the amount of grief that I've gone through. I won't retread it every episode. I do like to start out the episode by saying that I am not a licensed bonded therapist. This is just sharing my experience through grief and trying to deal with it through gaming. Um, my wife and I are going to therapy, which is actually very helpful. Um, you know, we felt that it was important because of what we experienced, you know, uh, again, in the intro episode, I mentioned that my wife had experienced three miscarriages, well, two miscarriages and one, uh, our son was born and passed away. So one death. And, um, so, uh, yeah, but this episode, I'm going to focus on my father and what he meant to me. And, uh, you know, he actually did game with me a lot. Um, when I was younger, he either let me play video games. Um, we didn't really play many board games together, I just think, because at the time, when I was young, really the only games that got noticed, you know, in the board game thing was like Sorry and uh, Monopoly. And I think it's safe to say that if you play a lot of board games and stuff now and card games, those games just aren't as fun or dynamic. And um, I can't think of one person who's actually won a game of Monopoly. It's a... Uh, it's one of those things that just goes on and on, and I think people are kind of like, oh, Monopoly. And I'm kind of one of them. I don't think it's that great. Anyway, uh, my father passed away, um, you know, on May 7th, 2016, and uh, he was sick. He had um, single-cell cancer, which basically, uh, from what I understand, is a tumor or a cancer cell that starts in a particular part of the body. Uh, it started in his lung. He was a smoker. And what I was told later was that it, the disease, obviously it's, it, it, since it's cellular, it gets in your bloodstream. And I guess the way the disease normally manifests itself was it'll go to your brain. Um, and so my father, it was in his, um, it was in his, it went through his brain and, um, it, uh, it, he had nine lesions on his brain when he was very sick and um, before he told me about his diagnosis, I had heard rumblings that he wasn't feeling well. He was working with my, for my mother-in-law, actually. He won a contract to remodel. He was a contractor, and he won a contract to remodel her uh, basement. And he did, and I kind of heard through the grave room from my wife and my mother-in-law that he wasn't feeling that well. But they didn't tell me the extent of how bad it was. I guess he had told them that he went in and got checked out and they were doing a biopsy and things like that. And, um, you know, he didn't tell me the whole time until he was sure he was diagnosed. And I remember I was helping him uh, with some a job. I was actually helping him bring sheetrock to my mother-in-law's uh, basement because they had water damage and he was remodeling it. And uh, it was uh, like a Saturday and I couldn't, he wanted to go to dinner afterwards, and I said, yeah, I can't go to dinner, I have other plans. And uh, he called me the next day and told me. It was like a week before Thanksgiving is when he told me. 
And I remember he said, it is cancer. It's very serious. Uh, but he didn't want me telling him, telling me, he said, you know, and me telling you, I don't want it to ruin your day. And I thought that was really weird. But I, you know, I mean, how do you deal with something like that? Like, because I talked to his doctor later. Uh, well, actually before this, I talked to his doctor and got, uh, you know, told him who I was and his doctor leveled me, his oncologist said, listen, your dad is very sick and it's very serious. And he has nine lesions on his brain. And I was like, well, my father said there was only four or five. And he said, well, yeah, I mean, it, you know, there's a lot. And, and I said, you know, why wouldn't he tell me the extent of how bad it is? And he said, it's, um, you know, what do you do? That's what the doctor said. Hey, you know, if I told you all this information, how would you go about it? How would you, how would you tell someone, especially someone you care about, like your, your kids, how would you tell them how sick you were? You know, and, and that really affected me. I thought, wow, that's, that's really true. I don't, I don't know what I would do if that happened to me, who I would tell and things like that. And so when my father finally told me how bad he was, um, he was going in for, uh, he had radiation um, where they basically focus radiation on parts of the brain where the lesions were. And um, he could only do it so many times, which I don't know if that's common, but apparently them sticking your head in a microwave isn't good for you. So they only limit it to how many times that you can... um, you know, how many times your body can take it or they decide this is what this is. So, um, yeah, um, but I found out later when he was getting really sick, uh, we had a palliative doctor come, which is basically, I think, like a hospice doctor. And the doctor kind of went over everything with my father, and I was there with a friend of my father's, and he was talking about it. The doctor said, nothing that your, um, you know, nothing that we've done for your father is basically improving the cancer. It's all just been to make his quality of life better. So that's what it was. And, um, you know, he, I was at home. He passed away on a Saturday and I was at home in the morning just having coffee. And uh, then I had my phone in the corner. It was charging. It was obviously dead. And um, it was, I got the call that he had passed. And so we went to the rehabilitation center he was in. And obviously it was really sad because um, I was very close with my dad. And as far as gaming goes, he... Uh, you know, he he bought me a Genesis. Uh, I was a Nintendo kid. I had a Nintendo. But a friend of his had extra games for the Nintendo. Um, you know, it was pretty amazing uh, that uh, he would... We had one TV, obviously, back in the day. We weren't rich. I don't know a lot of people when you're younger that rich, though. But uh, I shared the TV. He would watch me play Double Dribble and uh, on the NAS, and um, Genesis games like Batman Returns, and he would always, like, cheer me on, you know? Um, I remember playing Crystallis, which is a kind of an obscure uh, RPG, a little bit like Zelda, but it's much more purple, which is weird, but um, it's a good game. And he would, you know, he would watch me play and uh, just give me pointers and, like, root for me, you know? So he was always there. Um, and when I would got older and talked to him about gaming, about you know, like what I was playing or the games I was looking forward to play on PC or, you know, the PlayStation, whatever, or the Wii, he would always kind of seem interested, which is weird because, you know, he wouldn't normally care about that kind of stuff, but he would always at least listen to me, which was nice, you know. Um, And then I think what was really amazing was uh, um, later he bought me a Wii, like for Christmas when it came out, he uh, he said he he, wa- he was going to wait in line, but he realized that they were in short supply. Um, so he basically 
for my Christmas gift that was just in an envelope that year. And he basically presented the envelope with, um, um, basically, uh, it was a picture of the Wii, like a listed price from like Amazon or something. And he had the cash, like the 250 bucks or whatever it was. And he said, go get one. And he said, I called like a GameStop next to you. And they said they have like one in stock or two in stock because they were insanely hard to get. And I called the same GameStop and they said, uh, you know, the day after Christmas, they said, yes, we have one, but you got to come get it. And uh, I went there um, and then they didn't have any games. So I had to go to like Best Buy and get games. So, but my dad was there helping me with all that. You know, he watched me play it. He came over and said, oh, it's small. And he didn't really bowl or anything, you know, even though that, the Wii Sports was like the biggest game. He didn't really do that, but he always would watch me play games. When he came over, I was playing stuff. He came over when I, right after I completed uh, Bioshock, the original Bioshock, and I sounded, you know, like a crazy person um, that was, uh, at, right after I beat it, you know, the, the big twist, the would you kindly and all that. I was trying to explain all that to him, and it was like a fever dream because it was so strange that it happened, you know, right away. And it, um, it was just crazy that, uh, he would support me and things like that. And, uh, yeah, he never, um, even when, after he told me he was diagnosed and he had to get a port put in for chemo where they literally put, you know, a tube and in this place they put it in his chest near his lungs so they could put the chemo directly, I guess, into his lung. Um, I think that's how that goes, but he uh, came over, and I was playing, I remember this, I was playing uh, Xenoblade, Xenoblade Chronicles X for the Wii U, and because the Wii U had a smaller hard drive, I was trying to figure it out, I had an external hard drive, and it wasn't working, and my father came over, and he wanted uh, coffee, because it was summer, and he lived off coffee, well, I was in December, actually, but he basically lived off coffee and cigarettes, uh, and he... Wanted a cup of coffee, um, but he quit smoking, obviously, after he was diagnosed. But I couldn't get the game to work. The hard drive kept shutting off in the middle of me playing, and it kept restarting the game. Um, and I had to call Nintendo support and figure out what was going on. And uh, he was just there with my wife, just giving um, you know, giving her a hard time, saying... it was my She was my fiancé at the time, but he said, uh, you know, is, is he actually going to play the game? And But he was really interested. He said, so what's going on? And he seemed really focused on the game, even though that was not something that he normally did. And it was just really, you know, really strange. It was, uh, I'd never really seen him like that. But I think what the problem was, or for him, the issue was that everybody, everybody wanted to talk about the cancer. And so I think he was tired of talking about the cancer, you know? So, um, you know, there's actually, this episode is probably going to strangely be in two parts. Uh, I know that sounds weird, but my friend, very close friend of mine since I've known since I was 16, his father also passed away. So he's going to come uh, the day before Father's Day, and we're going to record something, so we're both going to be talking about our dads and gaming a little bit more. So, um, yeah. And uh, I hope you join me for that. Um, I'll be right back. I'm back. So, um, anyway, next week... Um, I kind of gave an overall broad thing of my dad, um, but he never, I don't know, he never shunned me for gaming. Like if I talked to him about D&D or card games, he never asked me, you know, why are you still doing this? You know, um, are you, haven't you outgrown it? And I think that's, it's kind of important because I think a lot of people 
their, um, you know, maybe when they get older, their parents kind of look down at them for all this. And I think that's, you know, that's good or bad. I I don't know. I think it's bad. I mean, I enjoy gaming and stuff like that. And I, you know, I don't, I don't ever want to judge people for gaming. Like even in the early days of me playing pen and paper games and stuff like that, a lot of people around me played uh, Magic the Gathering and I never um, made fun or blamed people for doing that because it it didn't seem to... I mean, I didn't understand it, but I wasn't... You know, me playing D&D, how am I going to, you know, make fun of people for playing another, you know, game? I'm not going to do that. And, and my dad never... Um, he was the same way. He never, like, judged people. If I said, oh, so-and-so likes whatever or this game, he never, like, was ever you know, seem negative about it, you know? I think the only time was uh, in college where he just asked me if I was, how school was going and wanted to know, you know, if I was doing my schoolwork and things like that. So, um, but he never, he never, I mean, maybe privately, but to me, he never asked, like, haven't you outgrown this? Won't you ever stop doing this? Don't you think this is a waste of time? He always, you know, supported me. Like, who, like, if your parents don't like what you're doing, why would they buy you a Wii? You know, it doesn't make sense, you know? And I, and, uh, you know, he, paid me for doing side work with him and he, you know, like I was like, Oh, I'm going to go get a game. You know, we, one Thanksgiving, we went to the casino, he gave me money and I, uh, I, I, I won, uh, not much. I think he gave me 20 bucks and I won $80 and he said, you keep what you, you keep what you win. And so I did win money and I told him flat out, like, I'm going to go buy Call of Duty. And he laughed and said, fair enough, you won all the money. And, uh, I kept asking it if he wanted to split it with me. And he didn't. He said, no, I don't want to. Like, I told you that you take your winnings and you can get whatever you want. You know, it's the holidays. And that's what I did. And, uh, you know, he never was like, oh, that's a, that's a dumb way to spend your money. You know, he never belittled me. And I think even now, looking back at it, I really appreciate that. I appreciate that he never, you know, he never did that. And then he, uh, you know, I'm, I want to be a writer. I'm writing now. Um, but, and he always asked what I was writing and was really supportive that way too about, you know, what are you working on? What are, you know, what's happening? Things like that. Like he, like, again, he never was like, oh, that's, that's a dumb idea. I remember there was a time he even pitched me story ideas, which was really weird, you know? And he's like, well, how would you write this character or that character? And, um, I just thought it was really weird that he wouldn't, uh, you know, he didn't just, um, he didn't just, uh, you know, allow me to. Uh, you know, like like I said, he didn't judge me. He wanted me to write stuff. I think he couldn't type, uh, so he was a little bit more afraid of. Um, you know, he had he uh, he couldn't type, so he couldn't write his ideas out. So he he'd always pitch them to me, which I thought was pretty funny. But um, yeah, again, never judged me, never um, never looked down at me, and I I'm really grateful that he did that. Um, so. I mean, that's that's kind of the quick of it. I think um, the more that this goes on, that I'll be able to share more with my father again and how I'm grateful to him for doing that, you know. Um, again, uh, this episode will probably be mostly in two parts, which is going to be strange. So I really consider this like part one. Again, my friend, um, I've never really asked him about how him his father and he, uh, you know, they played games and I know he played D and D and stuff with me back in the day. We played video games together. And I think his father was kind of the same way, like pretty supportive, um, a little bit at least. So, uh, I think next week I'm going to talk to him a little bit more and try to, you know, figure out 
what, uh, you know, where he goes on gaming and how that kind of stuff happens. And, you know, like basically where he, how his parents were supportive of his father and stuff like that. And that'll air the day after Father's Day. So um, next week, I'm going to talk about, uh, I'm going to see if my wife wants to join me. Um, if not, that's fine. But I think um, I want her to talk about our, um, her first miscarriage when our uh, our uh, child passed away. And that's kind of a, uh, I mean, it's a terrible story. But I think that we, you know, with us going to therapy, we're getting stronger and going through it and things like that. So I'm going to see next week if she wants to speak about that. And then um, if so, then she'll be on the show. If not, it'll be me speaking about it. Um, so yeah, um, again, the format of this show may change. Um, you know, I may cha- put music or breaks. Um, hopefully there'll be some mail. I'm trying to get Google involved to get, uh, an actual email address. Um, I did enable comments on the video though. So if I get all the email stuff worked out and everything, then you should be able to, um, Write me. I have comments on the website, so when this posts, uh, there's a comment section. You can leave a comment um, and just let me know what you think. Maybe you're dealing with grief. Maybe uh, you are looking for something to play to get your mind off it. I know I've I've done some web searches, and there's apparently some good TED Talks and some things online of um, psychologists talking about gaming and what it does to our brain and I'll probably watch those and be talking about those too because I think that's important for what I'm going through but um these episodes will be maybe a little bit longer maybe a little bit shorter and I'm still this is episode two so I'm still working on a format um a format (laughs) but um I'm determined not to miss a week so maybe that means recording ahead if I have something going on, or maybe there's bigger topics that I get written to, like maybe you drop me a comment, or if I get the email address up and running, you write me an email address and say, hey, I really want to talk about this issue, it's really bugging me, you know, I had a loved one pass away, and um, so let's talk about it, and how do I deal with this, and again, I'm not a licensed therapist or whatever, I'm just trying to share my story, so maybe... Um, you know, maybe it'll be helpful. So until next week, I will see you later and have a good week.